This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I wanted to talk about the concept of distracting and how this can be a purposeful tool when it comes to emotional regulation, but how it can also be something that may be negative. So there are ways to use the method of distracting in a positive way, but we can also be aware of when we are using distracting as a way of avoidance. Distracting essentially is a form of avoidance. So if we are distracting ourselves from something, we can go into that process of doing that, fully acknowledging that we will be using distraction as a way to reduce emotional intensity and maybe approach that subject, event, or situation with a little bit more of a wise mindset when it comes down to dealing with it, but to remember to deal with it and that it will not necessarily go away on its own. It must be returned to and it you know, we can maybe engage with it a little bit more mindfully and purposefully at that time, whether that means setting a boundary, expressing our feelings, or whatever it may be. So some of the ways in which we can distract ourselves in a healthy way might be through certain activities. Some of those may be to focus our attention on a task we need to get done, to watch a movie or watch TV, clean your room or a room in your house, find an event to go to locally, play computer games, go walking, exercise, surf the internet or write emails that you need to catch up on, play sports that you enjoy, go out for a meal or eat a favorite food, call or go out with a friend, listen to your iPod or download music, build something constructive, maybe like Legos or different types of like model airplanes, whatever it may be, spend time with children or your own children, play cards, read magazines, books, comics, do crossword puzzles or Sudoku. And one of my favorites when it comes to activities is actually choreographing and doing things that are educational. So when it comes to activities, there are ways to be active, especially when it comes to, I know, a popular activity for passing time or relaxing can be binging on Netflix. It's okay to do that if you need to. It's a fine thing to do. If you're distracting yourself maybe from something that would be more harmful for you to do or you're kind of avoiding something, at least if you're being honest with yourself about it, that's important. You can also, you know, use other times to be creative with your time instead of doing something like that. I mean, it's a really personal decision, but again, remembering that you will need to take care of whatever's not being taken care of. This is just going to be a temporary sort of band-aid on the situation. Another way that you can use distracting as a method is through contribution or contributing. We first and foremost really want to focus on contributing to ourself first because this creates the most security, joy, and pleasure in our lives and it can lead to happiness. So one thing we can do is find volunteer work to do, help a friend or a family member, or help someone who really has a real issue that they're dealing with, and give away things that we don't need, surprise someone with something or a nice card, a favor or a hug, call or send an instant message, encouraging someone or just to say hi, 
make something nice for someone else, do something thoughtful. And, you know, for me personally, I really love volunteering at a place called Interfaith, which is in Escondido in California. And I've been volunteering there for a long time. And I feel like I was kind of raised, like, if you do good works, especially when it comes to volunteer work, it's kind of something that you don't really talk about too much. It's something that you do it for yourself and you don't boast about it. But I'm just offering that as an option if people are interested to give back to the community in that way. There's a lot of other ways to give back to the community. I know something that I would love to be able to do in the future is offer dance classes to maybe kids in underprivileged communities or to people that maybe don't have access to the funds necessary to fuel a dance practice or a dance experience to take a dance class. That is something that does bring me a lot of joy. Sometimes it helps you get out of your own problems and your own drama in your life and maybe certain things that you might create out of thin air. (laughs) You know, for some people, that might be a way that you can detach from what your current problem may be just for a little bit and you can actually build compassion and skills You can use that time to just contribute something else to someone's life, and that can feel really nice to do. And even though it might be a distraction from what you need to take care of in your own life, it can be a great way to brighten someone else's day and it can intrinsically make you feel happy while you do that. I think when it comes to contributing, sometimes there are benefits to giving to other people and giving, being giving of our time and our energy. That can be very gratifying. But I do want to just really emphasize that it is always really important to put ourselves first. Um, You want to make sure that you're taking care of your own well-being in your life. And when you end up contributing a lot to other people's lives, it can feel really, really nice. But at the end of the day, you feel really drained from everything you're doing and you don't really feel fulfilled, that might be a sign that you need to maybe take more of your energy and and put that into yourself. And I understand that can be difficult. That might be difficult for parents to do because they want to give their children the best life that they possibly can. And sometimes that means putting themselves second. And I can understand how that's a difficult balance. Taking small steps in a direction of creating more balance in that area can be really positive in the long term. I know also some people might contribute a lot to maybe a local group that they're a part of, maybe a church, for example. They might, you know, spend a lot of time um, organizing a certain church event, or if you're involved in the PTA for a school association, maybe spend a lot of time doing that, and then other parts of your life might get neglected. So you want to make sure that you're able to balance a little bit of time there for yourself even if you have these major events or projects going on, that way you can sometimes take the time to deal with what's going on in your life. Although contribution to society around you can be very gratifying, can be a very um, good way to distract yourself from whatever you might be going through, contributing to your own life can really help alleviate some of the problems that you might be running away from. The next form of distraction can come through comparison. So you can compare how you're feeling now to maybe a time when you felt different. You can think about people who are coping the same or maybe be differently than you. Compare yourself to those who may have a different life circumstance than you. And some may say they want to err on the side of maybe those who are less fortunate rather than looking at those who maybe have more than them because then they just might feel bad about themselves. Either way, you might end up feeling kind of 
you know, negatively, depending on what you are exposing yourself to as far as that content. But it's important to be aware of those emotions and not compare your life to someone else's in regards to what's good or better or more ideal or less ideal. Um, Watch reality shows about others' troubles and read about disasters or one's suffering. You know, I think there's a lot that we can learn from reality television. Sometimes people, um, how they handle things might be different than how we would choose to handle things. Sometimes we can learn from that um, and maybe incorporate some of those examples into our life. Or sometimes they might act out things that we might have thought about doing and we see what the end result is and we realize that's not a choice that we actually want to make in our life. You know, sometimes with interior design shows, I loved watching those when I was younger. You know, some people would make certain decisions about their interior design for their home that I would be really on board with and think it looked really nice and other times I wouldn't agree with that. But looking and seeing what other people do can sometimes be a nice distraction from what's going on in our own life, but also give us insight in regards to what we want for ourselves. And comparisons can go down kind of a slippery slope if you're starting to make a lot of harsh judgments and harsh comparisons um, about yourself or other people. And I think that's just something I would be aware of when using comparisons as a distraction. Another distraction method can be emotions. You can feel different emotions in order to distract yourself. So, You can read emotional books or stories or old letters that you might have, watch emotional TV shows or go to emotional movies that are a little bit more dramatic or may have a deeper meaning to them, listen to emotional music, and also some ideas might be scary movies, joke books, comedies, funny records, religious music, soothing music, or music that fires you up that might like get you ready to exercise or get in the mood to just get up and dance around um, so that you're feeling happy and maybe not thinking about whatever was bothering you. Um, Going to a store and reading funny greeting cards. You don't even necessarily have to buy anything, but sometimes reading them is just funny. You know, that can be a way to change your emotional state. And there are ways, I think, also that distracting can be a very positive tool if you're going through a rough time in your life and it does just need to kind of pass on its own and you want to do your best to enjoy the moment and deal with whatever you need to deal with in the appropriate time that it can be dealt with. But it is important to remember that there are things in the creative realms within the arts that can help make the processing of certain emotions a little bit more easy and can it can lessen the blow of how intense things may be sometimes. So to use those things as distractions can be very nice. I know for me personally, being a dancer and choreographer, that you know, that's a an artistic expression that I really enjoy. And for me, I love just putting on music and dancing and whatever comes out comes out. I don't really judge it if it's good or bad or what it looks like. I just really kind of get in my senses more and focus on how it feels and focus on maybe the different intricacies and in the music and the musicality and bringing that to life through my body in different ways. And that can be a way to not only go through the emotion that I might be feeling, but process it in a way that allows me to fully feel it and release it and get it out. 
um, through my body. Another form of distraction can be pushing things away. Sometimes we need to set things aside and come back to it at another time. Um, Again, really kind of emphasizing on the fact that this is more so along the lines of avoidance. Ways in which we can push things away are pushing the situation away by leaving it for a while, leaving the situation mentally, just choosing not to think about things anymore and ruminate and stress about stuff that may or may not change, Um, build an imaginary wall between yourself and the situation, block thoughts and images from your mind, and just every time maybe something like that comes up, just be aware of it and, you know, turn your mind in a different direction. Notice ruminating. If you notice you're ruminating on things, literally you can either yell no in your mind or vocally, maybe if you're by yourself. I don't recommend necessarily doing that one in public um, because that might kind of throw the people around you off a little bit. Whatever you feel comfortable with, refuse to think about the painful situations. If you went through difficult times in your life and maybe you've processed it and you've spent a lot of time thinking about it, It can be really draining sometimes to stay stuck in that place. And again, the unjustifiable shaming and guilting of yourself or other people may come up and, you know, you don't want to be spending too much of your time doing that because it doesn't allow you to be present. It doesn't allow you to really enjoy the moment. However, if you really need to process those things, There are ways to do that that will allow you to process it and move on rather than dwell on it for such a long time. And sometimes you may need to reach out for help for that. But it is okay to refuse to think about the painful situations for a while if you really need to set it aside and come back to it at a point where you're able to influence your emotion and reduce the emotional intensity around that situation so it's not as fresh. If you go through something really traumatic or painful, it might be really intense to deal with it right away. A lot of grief might come up. It may be very unsettling and it may be way too overwhelming to deal with it in that moment. So it might be a better idea to do what you can to distract from that situation and be a little bit more mindful as time goes on and Be open-minded to processing that over time. It's also okay to put the pain on a shelf. Box it up and put it away for a while. There are some things that time does heal if you're practicing opposite skills or practicing different things than you normally would have. You know, in regards to certain health conditions or certain physical injuries, Sometimes that can be the case. If you are in a lot of pain, sometimes you need to do whatever you need to do to put that rest as a priority in your life and rest that injury. Rest whatever is hurting and maybe stop the activity that might be exacerbating it for a while to put that pain away and allow your body to heal and you'll be able to come back to that exercise which you enjoyed at a later time. You know, but also there can be pain from relationships in the past and sometimes setting that aside for a while and coming back to it at a point where you feel stronger and more at peace with whatever the situation may be can be a very positive way to deal with it. Sometimes it might even be necessary to distract yourself by denying the problem at the moment. Sometimes you might just want to say, no, it's not that big of a deal. You may want to minimize it to make it seem like it's not as big of an issue. It's not as important 
as it may be for the time being, just so you can move on to the next thing and move forward in your life. And maybe in a time, again, when that emotional intensity around that event is decreased, you can come back to it and process it at a time where you're feeling a bit more stable and secure. But any of these things, if you push a situation away and leave it indefinitely, it's not going to heal. It's still going to be with you. You know, if you build an imaginary wall between yourself and that situation, you know, that may last for a while, but you still will have to deal with the situation at hand. And we can refuse to think about things for a long time, but at some point it is important to deal with those things. And we can push away our pain for a while, but again, it needs to be dealt with at some point. So another form of distraction can be with our thoughts. We can use like counting. You can count to 10 or 100 or as high as you want to. Count colors in a painting or a poster or out the window. Count anything. Count objects and items that are around you. Count things that are blue or green or red in your surroundings and just distract yourself with that so you don't necessarily focus on whatever you might otherwise be ruminating about. Repeat words to a song in your mind. So maybe play that music in your head. Maybe try to choose a song that is affirming and positive so that it will be uplifting you and allowing you to feel really good about yourself. You can work puzzles. You can do physical puzzles, word puzzles, things like Sudoku, games, things like that. Things that engage your mind and get you thinking. You can watch TV or read. I personally enjoy watching things like documentaries from time to time um, or reading books that are like nonfiction because they allow you to engage your mind and think about the world in a different way and maybe see something from someone else's perspective, especially if you're reading something like a biography. And in that process, it might allow you to learn something or some tools in regards to dealing with your own event in your life that you might be distracting yourself from in a different way or a different way to emotionally process that. You can also distract with sensations. So using temperature, intense exercise, or um, paced breathing can be really, really effective. So when it comes to temperature, if you immerse yourself in a cold environment or put some type of you know, very cold object either on your face or your back or in your hands or just take a super cold shower with no heat at all. That is something that can be an effective way to distract you from the emotion that you're feeling. If you're having night terrors or you're having nightmares or you can't sleep, sometimes doing that will really, really help you get into a different state of mind where it can sometimes really help you get into a different state. When it comes to intense exercise, doing things like on the floor, like sit-ups, leg raises, bicycle crunches, mountain climbers, things like that, doing them to the point of exhaustion, not necessarily jumping around a lot, but kind of doing things that are closer to the floor. And I wouldn't recommend using weights for this either. Um, But doing intense exercise can be really, really helpful in regards to getting rid of those sensations of anxiety because if you push yourself, it kind of like drains you of all the adrenaline you have and it will allow you to feel a little bit more relaxed and worn out, which may 
affect your ability to ruminate on the situation um, that you might be thinking about as much you can. Also do things like squeeze a rubber ball really hard, like a little stress ball, or I know some of my students have some different like squishy toys that sometimes they keep in their dance bag because they smell nice or um, they're like in the shape of different fruits, which I obviously find very fun, or even something like putty. I know a lot of kids are into making that now. Um, But doing something where you can feel it and maybe even holding crystals also. I know that that's something that brings people a lot of peace also. If you have crystals and you can just put them in your hands or have them in your pocket and squeeze that and maybe that will like allow you to feel your pulse in your hand or give you some type of energy, whatever it may be for you, that can be effective. Listening to really loud music can also be a way that you can really use your auditory senses and block out any of the other kind of thoughts that you might be ruminating over. Don't get too loud with that though. You don't want to cause other hearing problems for yourself, but maybe just listening to things really loud and getting into it. You don't have to necessarily put in earbuds if you don't have to, um, but it can be a way to shift your mood. Loud music might be one option. Listening to things like sound healing, Tibetan singing bowls, dulcimers, gongs, didgeridoos, things like that, kind of in combination for like sound healing type music, different vibration frequencies. Sometimes you can find stuff like that on YouTube. There's plenty of things, maybe nature sounds, just shifting it so you feel like you're in a different environment and maybe reducing other senses like your eyes, your visual senses, or the things that you're touching, and just focus a lot on the auditory senses. Even listening to things like positive affirmations, which I have an episode that's completely devoted to that, can be a way to distract yourself from any negative thoughts that you might be having And in place, you can put other thoughts in the place of that. Going back to temperature, warm is kind of more of a soothing sensation. So if you're wanting to self-soothe, I would say maybe having something warm to drink or putting a warm blanket around yourself, making sure you're warm, may be a really effective way in helping you cope with whatever um, is going on. But also doing the opposite and taking a really cold shower, going out in the rain or the snow, holding ice in your hands or putting it on your face or on your neck that can also really just engage your nervous system in a different way and allow you to be a little bit more present with some of the emotions. It may decrease the emotional intensity that you might be feeling. Other ways that you can try to improve the moment that might be a little bit different than distraction might be Imagine very relaxing scenes. Imagine a secret room within yourself. Door and lock it with a key. Nothing will be in that room that can hurt you. You know, for me, I really wanted to get involved with interior design and architecture when I was younger, and I still really do enjoy those things. Although I have not grown up to engage in either of those as far as my profession, I do feel like there are a lot of ways that we can change our internal environment and kind of interior design our mind and our body 
and be the architect of our life and also our physical body, mentally, physically, spiritually, we can build those things. This can be a really good tool for using imagery to do that. If we think about how it would look, we can imagine everything going really well. We can imagine things going even better maybe than we thought they would, or maybe just in the opposite of how bad we might think it might be. Make up a calming fantasy world if that's something that seems appealing. Imagine hurtful emotions draining out of you like water out of a pipe. And remember a happy time and imagine yourself in it again. Play out the time in your mind again and again until it just seems like you're right back to that place. And it can be a really positive feeling to feel that again. You can also improve the moment with meaning. Find purpose or meaning in a painful situation. Sometimes we go through things in life that are really, really painful and we don't always know the answers right away. But hindsight can oftentimes help us connect the dots a little bit more easily. And when we come back to situations that maybe in the past were really difficult to experience, when we have that hindsight, it can be a little bit more easy to acknowledge and accept what happened as most likely a positive thing or see the lessons that were learned from that instance. Remember to affirm your own spiritual values, but then also be open to listening to and reading about spiritual values that may affirm what you already practice or allow you to experience something different when it comes to practicing spiritual values. And this can affect your feeling of your sense of meaning in in your life and what you feel like your life means for you. You can also choose to improve the moment with prayer. Open your heart to either a supreme being, God, or your own wise mind, the universe, life, whatever you're comfortable with. Ask for strength to bear the pain. We are going to go through trials and tribulations in our lives. We're going to go through challenging situations that we may not always have the immediate answers for, but we can choose to kind of tap into that wise mind place in ourselves and do the best we can with what we have access to. Do the best that we can to tap into that space in ourselves where we are present with what we are experiencing. Sometimes it's easier to turn things over to God or a higher being or the universe and just being like, you know what, I am not able to contribute any more to this and thinking about it is not contributing anything to my life right now and I need to just release this for the time being or give it to to God to deal with this because it may not be my responsibility to take any further action on this matter. We can also improve the moment with relaxing actions, taking a hot bath or sitting in a hot tub drinking some type of hot beverage, maybe some tea or whatever hot beverage is appealing to you. Massaging your neck or your scalp, either with your own hands or going and getting a massage, practicing yoga and other stretching, breathing deeply, changing your facial expression, maybe just relaxing the muscles in your face and turning up the sides of your mouth into something like a half smile. I know for some people, doing a half smile or creating a half smile on their face can feel really fake, and they feel like people do that to maybe, um, it can come across kind of fake, but it also can be a tool to help you relax in uncomfortable times. Try to see it from that perspective if it is something that you do maybe make a judgment about in regards to it being sort of 
a fake thing. Another thing you can do to improve the present moment is to focus on one thing in the moment. Focus your entire attention on just what you are doing. Keep yourself in the moment. Put your mind in the present. Focus your entire attention on the physical and listen to a sensory awareness recording or whatever you may want to listen to. Maybe just focus on the sounds around you. Focus on maybe if there's stillness or silence. Focus on the different sounds that are going on. Maybe focus on the pleasant sounds that you're hearing. Another way to improve the moment is with a brief vacation. Give yourself a brief vacation. This can be mental, physical, like location-based, whatever it may be. You know, you can give yourself a brief vacation away from whatever you might be taking on in your life right now. You can get in bed, pull the covers up over your head, go to the beach or the woods for the day or whatever type of nature you might be surrounded by. Purchase a magazine and read it with your favorite snacks. Turn off your phone for a day. Take the blanket to the park and sit on it for a whole afternoon and maybe bring some fun activities to do either with yourself or with other people. Take a one-hour breather from hard work. Take a brief vacation from responsibility and just set those things aside for a while. You know, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves and we expect ourselves to get so much done in a short amount of time. And that aspect of comparison can be really, really detrimental in that because we see different people accomplishing different things at different times in their life because they're different people and they're not us. And that's okay. We don't have to be so hard on ourselves because we're not able to do everything all at once. And that's fine. Another way to improve the moment is with self-encouragement and rethinking the situation. Sometimes you have to be your own cheerleader and tell yourself, you know, you got this and you can do it or whatever you need to say. Kind of think of how you would help a friend through this situation. How would you cheer them on? And hopefully you would cheer them on to get through it. Sometimes we need to be our own best friend and oftentimes we do need to be our own best friend when getting through those situations. And sometimes I feel like people think it's wrong or it's you know, it's not enough to validate ourselves. We really need the validation of other people. But I personally don't really subscribe to that type of ideology. I feel like it's more important how we feel about ourselves and our own self-encouragement is oftentimes can be more of an influence if we are able to practice it with ourselves. Be that positive voice from within because then you're able to do that for other people as well. You can tell yourself, I will make it out of this. I'm doing the best that I can. Repeat it over and over. I can get through this. This too shall pass. It will be okay. It won't last forever. And just to focus on those things, whether it comes to using skills of distracting or improving the moment, you can get through different things in your life with these different tools and it can help you transform your energy and create a better life for yourself. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 
The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.